From Deloitte Legal Germany, I am Felix Verleissen and this is the Deloitte Legal Podcast with the Summer Special 2022 for the Spanish Latin Desk. In today's episode, we are talking about some legal issues and aspects in the special cooperation between Spain and Latin American countries and Germany. And before we do so, I would want to introduce myself. My name is Felix, as already said. I'm a partner in corporate M&A in Deloitte Legal Germany. And today I have the special honor to welcome a new joiner, a colleague that has just joined our firm, and I leave the floor to him. Pedro, give us your introduction, please. Thank you, Felix. Sure. My name is Pedro Vera Martinez. I'm a triple qualified attorney in Germany, Spain, and Mexico. Bring experience in corporate and IT and finance law. I'm fluent in Spanish and English and in German, and I'm happy to join the team. That is great, and it's great to have you on board with all of the experience and expertise that you bring along. But today we wanted to shed light on some developments in Germany or some legal issues that may be of interest. And I would want to start with what some countries refer to as the clausula rebus sextantibus, basically meaning the rules of frustration of contract which apply in particular today in the challenging environment that we see both from the corona COVID-19 pandemic as well as from the war in Ukraine. And basically it's about the question whether parties to a contract need to adhere to the contract at all the terms and conditions which are in the contract or whether there's a way out. So basically what we have seen recently is that prices have increased The supply chain has been disrupted and some suppliers just cannot deliver at all or they cannot deliver at the terms and conditions because the prices for their raw materials have increased dramatically. And in Germany, for these cases, we have a principle which is called Wegfall der Geschäftsgrundlage, which is basically translated as frustration of contract, although this may not be the perfect translation. What does it mean? Basically, it means that although we have a principle which says pacta sunt servanda, meaning that every contract needs to be abided by at its full term and condition, there are exceptions to the rule, and these rules are then superseding what the contract says and what the parties have agreed. And before I go deeper into detail, I would want to hand over to Pedro so he can give us a couple of words on how this is regulated in Spain and Latin American countries. Thank you, Felix. Well, the Clausula Rebus Sextantibus in Spain is known as Teoria de la Imprevisión Contractual. It applies under the same guidelines in Germany with the difference that it is not codified explicitly in the civil code. It has nevertheless been applied by higher tribunals in a number of cases. Typically, what these higher tribunals want to see in the case is that unforeseeable fortuitous and supervened event takes place, which affects the balance between performance and consideration between the parties. Performance becomes then excessively difficult or onerous for one of the parts, and last but not least, the economic purpose of the contract becomes unattainable. If these conditions are met, then the tribunal typically rules in favor of the affected party, restitutes the balance between the parties on the, on the basis of good faith. 
Now, um, as I mentioned, the fact that it's not expressly regulated doesn't mean that it doesn't find its legal basis in the civil code, in the Spanish civil code. The code, as a matter of fact, uh, states that uh, the principle of good faith is part of contractual obligations and goes further to say that contractual obligations extend beyond the covenants agreed by the party and also include the consequences of good faith, therefore opening the doors for the application of rebus extentibus in provision contractual. Okay, thank you. And then maybe over to Germany again, where the principles may be comparable. What we need in Germany is, first of all, that there are unforeseeable, unforeseen circumstances which affect one of the parties. But one must also note that an invocation of the principles of the frustration of contract can only be considered if adherence to the contract in its original form would lead to unacceptable results for the party concerned, which are incompatible with law and justice, and thus cannot be expected in good faith. So there's a relatively high threshold that must be met, wherefore only in individual cases this principle can apply. And as a general rule, we in Germany stick to the rule which is Pacta und Servanda, so you need to abide by the contract and what the contract says. There was one interesting example which is also ruled by the Federal Supreme Court, which was basically about lease, commercial lease agreements between landlords and tenants, in particular in the retail industry, where the retail part, so the tenant was unable to open or fully open the shop but still was obliged to pay rent to the landlord in the original amount. And the federal Supreme Court in Germany has come to the conclusion that yes, this can be a case of frustration of contract. And yes, it can lead to the rent that the tenant needs to, be, needs to pay to be reduced. And then everything else depends on the individual circumstances of the case. So there is no 50-50 rule, as some countries have, like for example, the Netherlands, you always need to look at the individual case. You need to find out whether a case of frustration of contract is given and what needs to be done in order to avoid an unacceptable result, which would not be in line with good faith. So this is basically the situation in Germany with respect to commercial lease agreements, but also frustration of contract as a whole. And then maybe going over to another topic, namely, what can parties do in order to avoid in getting into that situation? We see a situation in which suppliers just cannot plan because they make an offer today to build something or to deliver something. But then the next day, prices for their raw materials can have risen by 30%. By way of example, we've seen that with the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. So what can a supplier do? And from a German perspective, there's a couple of quite simple and easy things that can be done. You can put a time limit on your offer. You can try to build a non-binding offer or an offer that's subject to confirmation so that you postpone the actual date by which you accept or come to a contract. You can try to agree on substance or price clauses, basically saying, the price of my service offering or product will depend on my raw material price, which is difficult to achieve with, let's say, commercial relationships. 
And you can go for a so-called self-delivery reservation, meaning that I, the supplier, say, I am only obliged to supply to you, my customer, if I'm being supplied by my suppliers. These are a couple of elements that one can use. And then maybe over to you, Pedro, because there's also a question of force majeure or hardship clauses. Thank you, Felix. Elaborating on your examples, which also apply to Spanish, Mexican contracts, we also need to take into consideration that by giving way too many examples in a force majeure clause, we can potentially jeopardize the application of the clausula rebus sextantibus. As mentioned, force majeure clauses lead or regulate the impossibility of performance. But when performance is still possible, that burdensome, then will clausula rebus sextantibus come into, into play. And if we overregulate the force majeure clause by giving a number of examples, then a court can potentially say that the event was not unforeseen by the parties. So that would lead to the inapplicability of the, of the clausula rebus sextantibus. Thank you. That is very helpful and very important. And I think we all need to be extremely cautious when we draft the corresponding clauses. Unfortunately, our time is already over now and we do not want to stretch it. We will discuss elements of the German Supply Chain Act in one of our next podcasts, and this cannot be done today. So many thanks for your attention, dear listeners. I will leave the floor to Pedro to say goodbye in Spanish, but this is a goodbye from my end. Thank you for listening in. Now over to you, Pedro. My pleasure. Muchísimas gracias a toda la audiencia por su tiempo. En el Spanish y Latin Desk estamos a su disposición para asesorar, asesorar respecto a este tema y algunos más. Hasta luego. Thank you.